Hello and welcome to the Sail Loot Podcast, where we share our adventures of the sea and help to achieve that cruising life that sets us free. I'm Teddy J, and this is podcast episode 26 with Chris Bartik from Moment. that all of you have shared and the encouragement that all of you have shared with me over the past week or so, two weeks uh, since um, podcast episode 25 has been released uh, with me sharing some of my, what's going on in my personal life has been absolutely amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the encouragement, all of the comments on Facebook, the comments on the show notes for that episode, the emails that I've received have, have just been astounding. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you very, very much. This week, I have Chris Bartik. He is the perfect example for sale loot uh, of somebody who has taken his job and um, kind of moved it onto a boat. So, Jimmy Stewart, this one's for you. You emailed me at one point in time and asked for a an episode where somebody kind of took their career at, or their business and was able to move it on to a boat and keep doing it while they while they were cruising. Well, he, here's a classic example. Uh, I'll let Chris tell you the story, but he basically took his graphic design business, uh, bought a boat, kept doing graphic design uh, on his own, uh, formed his own business and formed his own sailing business as well. I'm going to let him tell you all about it. But I'll say this. For those of you out there that have a job where you sit behind your desk most of the time, where you're using a computer, where you're telecommuting, where you're emailing, head over to sailloot.com forward slash four-hour workweek. Buy the four-hour workweek, the book. Read it. Go through its tips and tricks about how to kind of convince your boss that you can telecommute a little more often. And eventually start telecommuting from home. And then maybe what you do is you start telecommuting from your boat. Maybe you even say, hey, I can make more money as a contractor doing this and charging you contractor fees. And I can write up my own contracts and get my own jobs and do my own things. That's exactly what one of my friends did. And I was talking to him this past weekend and he looked at me and he said, I could totally do what I do from a boat. Now, his wife is currently enrolled in dentistry school, so up in Ohio, so they're not going to do that right now. But he, you know, was a consultant and he moved and he said, you know, I can make more money if I do this on my own, if I form my own business. So go out there, people. Form your own LLC if you can. After you get through all this, put up a web page. Promote yourself on Facebook and social media and everything else. Create your own business and get going if you're able to do that stuff. Of course, if you do all that, it would be awesome if you used the Sale Loot affiliate link at sailloot.com forward slash Bluehost to put up your website. 
And, you know, head on over to the Sale Loot Resources page to look at some of the stuff that I have over there if you end up uh, going going through that route. I have a lot of stuff over there of the uh, businesses and companies and things that I use and recommend uh, for helping you to get some of that stuff done. Chris is the perfect example. I hope you enjoy. If you enjoy the podcast, head on over to saleloot.com forward slash podcast review. And over there, of course, you can leave us a review. You can also sign up for the Sale Loot email rally, and you can subscribe to the podcast. I hope you enjoy the show as much as I enjoy talking to Chris Bartik. Well, hello. Welcome. It is my pleasure to have Chris Bartik on the line with me. Chris sails on a yacht called Moment, and you can find him over at momentsailing.com or over at chrisbartik.com where he's got an art and design, graphic design page over there because he does some graphic design. And first, Chris, uh, thank you very much. It was, it was a little bit crazy getting you on the line, <laughs> and I, I have to apologize for all that. Um, you know, a few water leaks out in my front lawn and all sorts of other crazy things went on so that I had to delay and uh, so thank you very very much Chris for being very accommodating and uh, agreeing to uh, have a chat with me this evening <laughs> my pleasure <laughs> um, all right so I always ask uh, and it's right there on your moment sailing.com page how the heck did you get into sailing well um, I've been sailing all along um, my both my parents were sailors. They kind of met that way, and um, we, I'm from the originally the New England area, and then I grew up in Virginia. But um, we, my family, started with little boats, and then um, we just kind of little rowboat dinghy type of thing. And then um, when uh, I was probably about ten years old, we got a 34 foot cruising boat in the Chesapeake Bay, and um, so I grew up uh, doing that. And then a little later on, I got into some racing. And then beyond that, I decided to kind of push a little further and get my captain's license and get into chartering. Uh, great. That's awesome. Now, I, I have a few questions about this just because, you know, I, I actually also have pulled up the Maritime Institute's license requirements over here. Yes. Uh, just because it's somewhat interesting. But... What is required for you to like get your captain's license? Well, uh, the first entry level license uh, is it's called the OUPV six pack. So it's like op- operator of uninspected passenger vessels, uh, and you can take up to six paying passengers. And there's different that that's kind of the the baseline thing, and that's in U.S. waters. And I think it's something like a hundred miles offshore, unless you get a rating. Uh, that's inland waterways. So it's all depending on, it all depends on the amount of sea time. You have to log a certain amount of sea time to get your, your license. And then you submit it with the Coast Guard, usually can take a, a class that's about a, a week long, like two weekends and then weeknight evenings. And you pass a test and you go through navigation and all that kind of stuff. And you, you take a test to get, to get that. But it's, it's pretty intensive just the first go around to get the the license and and all that um and all the paperwork squared away you have to have a physical you have to do um you know a drug test and all that kind of thing so interesting now all of this sea time that you have to build up 
Uh, some people out there probably know this more than I do, but I'm uh, I'm just kind of getting into this a little bit here. This, sure. This sea time. So it had to be with like captains on boats that would, you know, I have a log, right? Like I went and got, you know, took some ASA classes a year ago, yep. and I have this log yep. now. So do, do these captains that you're on boats with basically have to put, enter time in that log? Uh, well, basically what it is, is the, when you're, when you're filing your paperwork, you have a form that you, for like for each boat that you sailed on, there's a form and it breaks it down to months and days in that month that you've sailed on that boat. Um, and it has to be, to be counted as a day at sea, it has to be more than four hours. And, um, and then you need like X number of days, but you you, I, I ended up reaching out to past uh, past owners that I've sailed with, and fortunately, I had my my family's boat that I, I had a lot of days of sea time on. That you know, like my dad was able to sign it out. But but now, like I recently just upgraded my license to what's called a master's, right. and that that allows me to to uh, to go beyond the six passenger thing if the boat's rated for it, and I'm rated up to fifty tons. And that I used moment. Um, uh, a lot of sea time from moment that I've had over the past year or so to do that upgrade. And for that, I have to, I can sign my own sea time. Um, and so if you've had a boat for a couple of years, you can sign your own sea time and it's on an honor rule and you just have to prove ownership of the vessel, like the documentation or something like that. Um, and I, I also use the pa- a past boat that I've had that I've owned that I've signed off on. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so if I went out and, now, could you use your own time for the six pack as well? It, yes, yes, you can. Interesting. Yeah, and and also, um, I know you've mentioned like sailing with charter companies and things like that, and they've been actually pretty helpful. Like I've I chartered with Sunsail as part of my, one of my previous sailing businesses. I would do like fly in and do a charter, like organize a group and do a charter. So I used like Sunsail in the British Virgin Islands like three different years I went there and they, I just contacted them and they, they did whatever I needed. Like you just tell them I need, I, they verify whatever you did. Like, you know, I did seven days this year, seven days that year, whatever. And they'll write it and fill out whatever you need. So they're all, everyone is usually pretty helpful and everyone wants you to succeed. So the, you just, it just takes a little bit of legwork to get all those, all, you know, the math right. And, uh, and track and track people down. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, and so what you're talking about, too, um, so you're talking about, like, you just organized a group of friends to go down and, and charter a boat, basically? Or um, Well, no, I had, uh, I prior to Moment Sailing Adventures, I had um, another another company with a business partner that we had, uh, we had a J-22 in New York Harbor, and we would do uh, lessons, and I that's when I did, like, the American Sailing Association teaching type of stuff, and... Um, then with, with some of those students and friends and, uh, guests and all that kind of stuff, we, we took them and went sailing in, uh, the British Virgin Islands. So it was kind of, gotcha. uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, but talk to me about how that works out a little bit because, <laughs> sure. um, you know, it's kind of interesting to me, like, but it, to sun sail, were you just some. Somebody I was that, a guy. That, were you were you just somebody that had the qualifications to charter a boat? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of like a legal charter, like I was just considered a guide in the British Virgin Islands. Like I wasn't because I was doing a bareboat charter and no one really cared that much. But um, to Sunsail, yeah, I, because I have my captain's license, that's a pretty much a golden ticket. To, and, and also that I'm a, I mean, I have the ASA stuff because I'm an ASA instructor. Right. So, I, I mean, th- those, those passport, those are like, they don't quite, they don't question. I mean, the, the, the license would be enough or the ASA stuff would be enough, but I have, you know, all that stuff. So it's, it's very, it's very easy. But, um, if you have the ASA, like through the bare boat stuff, you're, you're, you can easily charter a boat. Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's not what I'm getting at. I, 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 well, okay. So I understand that. I guess like, um, it's a business doing business on another boat. (laughs) Yes. That's kind of what I'm talking about is, you know, like sometimes there are rules like, Heck, sometimes in a in a you know certain apartments you go to rent out, they say, "Well, you're not allowed to you know run your business out of this apartment." Oh, complex, sure, you know? yeah, no, they, I mean, basically, they get they got what everybody got what they needed, so right. nobody nobody questioned. And, and, I, and I guess that's what I'm talking about. Like, if I were to say, "Hey, we're going to come down and get on a boat, and this is a business type venture," uh, or but Sunrise wouldn't care if it was a business type venture for me as long as I paid them the money that they wanted to get paid for that exactly seven to 10 day charter basically yeah and, yeah exactly. and, and i had the correct um certifications to or time or whatever in order to actually charter that boat yeah right yeah no okay. problem all right gotcha that's kind of what i was getting at is like did anybody say hey you're doing this for a business we're gonna you know what are you doing but anyway. no and i even i even was very like very nervous like with not as much about sunsail but about like sit with like my licensure in the british virgin islands and i was trying to explain them and i called like some local authorities and they're like we don't really care like you're 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 if you're it's if it's a bear boat then you're just go, you're bear boat chartering it and they don't and you're got like the, like nobody had any problem with with that but if if it was my own boat and bringing it down there it would be a whole different story and i would have to have uh another another level of stuff which i think you've talked about with some local uh some bvi people about what you have to go through right yeah own, uh, yeah exactly well i mean i talked to mike and rebecca a little bit about that uh i think mm-hmm. um you know, when you know they were chartering in the in the well around the Virgin Islands anyway, and they talked a little bit about how it was, I think, easier for them to actually be flagged in the U.S. and run the boat out of um, uh, Saint John or yeah, Saint Thomas, yeah, yeah, Thomas. Of the, of the US. yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what a lot of U.S. boats do. Because the BVI is very stringent, and then they just take trips over there. Right, exactly. So Yeah. All right, we got a little bit off track here. Yeah. <laughs> so, sort of. All, all this stuff, in my it's opinion. All re- it's all related. It's yeah. all kind of like relevant um, yeah. uh, relevant stuff. You're, you're quite an entrepreneur, though, uh, from what it sounds like. I would like to think so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you just been involved in sailing businesses all your life? Um did you like go to school somewhere or anything as in like college or anything like that? Or did you immediately just say, Hey, cool. This is what I'm doing. No, I, uh, uh, 
the sailing, I, I went to school, uh, I went to James Madison University in Virginia and I went for, uh, graphic design. Gotcha. So, right. um, and that's what my profession was. I moved to New York city after school and I worked for Target, and then I worked for a small design firm. And then, um, then I, what happened was the design firm started kind of remixing and I started working remotely and then I moved from working remotely to working on a freelance basis. And all along, I had sort of thought about the idea of possibly living on a boat and doing charters and uh, kind of in addition to freelance graphic design work and um, having that that remote working status uh, led me to make the jump and start start seriously looking for boats. I was always browsing of what, what I would love to have, but then I really started started looking and uh, I ended up pulling the trigger and closing on a boat uh, about two and a half years ago in February of 2013, and that was that was moment. Okay. Um, and that that led me on to leaving New York. Uh, the boat was in Annapolis, and I uh, it it was in need, so I I. Spent. I ended up spending what initially was going to be about a month or something to just get it, do what I had to do to get it back to New York. To it ended up being to Indianapolis for over a year out of the water, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, and you know just a major overhaul and uh, just a lot of hell <laughs> to go through. <laughs> but that's what that's what happens. <laughs> right. um, so how much how did much you play pay for a moment? Uh, well, I ended up, uh, I ended up paying 65,000 for a moment. Uh, and I also financed a new engine into it Mm -hmm. as part of the, as part of the package. So it was in the neighborhood. I mean, of course, of course, what happened along the way is the engine cost doubled that doubled even what, what I was financed for. So, uh, because that's what happens. Right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but you know, the, 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 the purchase price in my mind was going to be around like 90 or something like that, or 85 or 90. And, uh, you know, I mean, I went, I ended up going way over in terms of it throughout the refit and things like that. But, um, but I still, you know, walked away with. I mean, the it's a, the boat is the Stevens Forty Seven, and it's um, pretty well pretty well acclaimed, and it's a uh, you know it's a Sparkman and Stevens design, and um, you know I love I love the way it sails and all that kind of stuff. But to get it where it is now, I've I've been uh, <laughs> I've been through a lot. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Uh, so the boat was in Annapolis, correct? That's what. You yes. Said? All right. Yes, that's right. Were you working the entire time? Uh, yes, I was, um, I was still working, doing my freelance work as it came in. Um, I would, I would, anytime there were new clients, I would take new clients. Um, I worked through a creative staffing agency and only during that time, only but a few days that I actually go on site to an office and on a DC location. Um, so I tried to take only work that was, uh, remote base so that I could be either on the boat working and, you know, just fitting it in as I could and doing work, you know, what, what, when it worked, when it worked for me, um, you know, and that kind of thing. So, so were you living on the boat at this time? 
kind of kind of half on and half off. I fortunately I had uh, some very very generous friends and also family in the Northern Virginia area, so I was kind of going between Northern Virginia and Annapolis to uh, get some sanity in Virginia and uh, a real bed while I was working on the boat. I had projects going on at both my <laughs> my parents' basement, and then I had. I was like redoing some cushion zippers and doing uh, hatch work and all that kind of stuff in um, in uh, my friend's apartment. And then my my brother has a has a shop. Uh, he has a boat related business, and I had a uh, all kinds of little parts and things like that in his shop. So I was I was all my boat parts were strewn about Northern Virginia while the boat was in Maryland, and uh, you know, and I was moving back and forth. So, <laughs> so w- was the boat like livable at the time? Uh, well, for me, I mean, I was, I was embarrassed, I was embarrassed, but I mean, I, 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 it was fine. I slept on it, but I mean, I would never, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say livable would be the circumstances that, that anyone else would describe. <laughs> you know, I was very determined, uh, and, uh, I just kept going and that's, that's the, that was the only way to, to push through it. Um, so, cause it was, you know, I had it so deep in a state that it, I, I couldn't even resell it. You know, I mean, it was because I, it's like a can of worms. You know, you just start pulling things apart and you see one thing and you're like, well, while you're in here, you might as well do that. And while you're doing that, you might as well do that. And, and then it just sort of goes on and on. And then, and then a year later, <laughs> you're, uh, you know, you're further along than you started. <laughs> right. 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 Well, good for you. Good for you. That, that's, that's, uh, all I can say is, uh, <laughs> so it, it sounds like the, uh, I mean, you were kind of paying the financing or the mortgage on the boat, but that was basically what you were paying for rent, basically, or a mortgage. Yeah, yeah. Mortgage. So, yeah. So that I was, you know, I financed the boat, and then, um, and then there was also a yard fee. And the yard I was in, I, you know, in, in hindsight, I probably wouldn't have gone. I wouldn't have just done a, if I knew it was going to be there a year. I wouldn't necessarily have done that because it was a, a little bit on the higher side of of what yard bills are. But immediately when I bought the boat, we had the engine hauled. Um, and so that by doing that and, you know, the shaft was out. So by doing that, the boat wasn't saleable. Right. Um, so and it was also January. So the boat was was destined to be stuck in that yard for uh, some time. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Well, are you still doing part time graphic design work? Absolutely. Nice. Uh, Yes, yes. So I, uh, I, I still take clients. I still, I still work remotely. Um, I, so I, I, I'm in, I, I am right now getting on a cycle of being in Provincetown, Massachusetts, which is the tip of Cape Cod for the summer and then Fort Lauderdale, uh, Florida in the winter. And, um, I was last summer was my first summer on the Cape. And then, then Fort Lauderdale was my first winter this past winter. Um, and I just sailed it back up, uh, and I got in on Memorial day and, uh, both places now, um, I've worked out good Wi-Fi connectivity arrangements. And this year is even better than last year because I've now, um, I now am able to pull uh, Wi-Fi from the shore, and I so I I sit on the boat out in the mooring with um, streaming streaming connectivity and crystal clear phone calls. <laughs> right, right. No, I mean you sound fantastic, and so you, so you're currently on a mooring ball right now. 
I am currently on a mooring, yes, in Provincetown Harbor. That's correct. And, and this is always a question for, you know, maybe people like me trying to figure out how the heck to work while living on a boat, possibly. Sure. Um, so you said your Wi-Fi was coming from the shore. That's right. Um, so, yeah, just to talk a little bit about my connectivity in general of what <laughs> what I've what, what I've done, what I do. Um, I installed a booster, the one that everyone, the, there's a lot of uh, rumors out there about what are the best kind, but I, I did use the, the bad boy booster, which I run um, all the way to the top of the mast. It, uh, it repeats whatever Wi-Fi signal that it can pick up. And then uh, if you have, a, if you, you have to have a login if it's a closed connection. Sure. Um, and so uh, fortunately, uh, cable companies such as uh, Xfinity and Verizon and all those kinds of things um, have started putting public Wi-Fi in a lot of places. And both here and Lauderdale um, are included where they have hotspots throughout the town. So you can... If you're a cable, if you have a cable login information, you can get you can get free internet. And right. uh, so throughout town, I have it just with a computer or whatever. But the booster re- helps me make it much better out sitting out on the mooring here. And um, I use I don't have cable now, so I borrowed a friend's login information that uh, trusted me and. Uh, so now I have free, you know, free internet basically. Right. Yeah. No, that, that's what I was going to ask you next is whose, um, whose login information do you have? Well, uh, you don't have to give the exact name, but how, sure. how, how the heck did you, how the heck did you get the login information? You pretty much answered the question already. So, uh, yeah, but it's just, you just find a friend or a family member who's, uh, you know, sane enough to still live in a house and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and, and ask them for whatever provider is nearby or get a couple of them. Um, and then you kind of use, you use their, you use that as you need it. Um, but a, another thing that I do is I have a, um, I have, um, the MiFi, I use Verizon as my provider, mm-hmm. um, and I have their MiFi card. Mm-hmm. And you can also use the phone, like as a as a hotspot, right. depending on what you're set up. And I use that as a you know to subsidize when when I'm in a place that uh, doesn't have the this nice setup of Xfinity um, Wi-Fi. So I'll, usually you can get cell service most anywhere along the East Coast. And so I'll use that, and I mean I can be five miles offshore and still getting getting that. Right. Um, and like this past weekend, I was you know I was down and sailed down to Mattapoisett, and I was able I didn't have very good Wi-Fi via the booster, so I just used the I used the card the the Verizon thing, so that and that worked just fine. Um, and then and in that kind of thing, having that multiple you know redundancy and backup type of stuff is what you want for every system on a boat, but especially when you're trying to run a run a business you want it for your uh for your internet as well <laughs> right exactly uh well cool um so let's talk a little bit about your uh businesses you do graphic design i'm over here at your website chrisbartik.com and that's chris bartik art and design over there you've done some pretty awesome stuff Oh well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, you've worked with a lot of people, and like, can people just, uh, you know, I guess how does that work? And then you also have a business with Moment and Moment Sailing, where you take people on charters. 
That's right. Yes, I do. I do both. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so we were talking a little bit about this um, prior to hitting the record button. But um, now, do you have like an LLC or something like that that you set up for for these businesses? Um, yeah. So so how it works uh, for the sailing business, I have an LLC uh, because with the with the sailing, it's it's a lot more liability. And uh, the you know the potential of some kind of lawsuit or something like that is much greater. So I wanted to immediately get that in an LLC and, and start structuring that um, a- appropriately, and also get you know a, a separate bank account and, and all that kind of thing to let let the boat um, the boat business look more official, mm-hmm. uh, sure. especially especially because at least with graphic design, it's you know it's pretty much clearly it's it's much clearer a business than a boat is <laughs> uh you know in the eyes of the irs you have a boat and a lot of people try and do what they can to uh you know to write to write off boats and, and work it so i wanted to make sure that everything i do is very uh is much more official with the boat so that i'm not being flagged uh too soon <laughs> right um, and so I do, so I went ahead and did, did all that kind of separate account where now my art and design, um, I set it up as a sole proprietor. Um, mostly with that, uh, the majority of the work I do is just me. Sometimes I'll subcontract out. Um, you know, I work with developers and stuff when I do uh, web design projects and things like that, but, um, it's mostly just me. So there, and there's not a lot of, um, high stakes and, and also liability. So I'm, I keep it as a sole proprietorship, um, and I haven't really found a big need to change that unless I was, you know, going to move into make it a bigger firm or something like that. Then maybe I would, I would do that. But um, I've kind of kept it to uh, LLC. Um, my previous business I had as an S Corp because I was working with a – I had a business partner. And we felt it just made sense to be a little more official that way. Um, but in, in, in the end, it's a lot of hoopla to do that whole thing. Right. Um, you know, in addition to ha- in addition to having a business partner, also having it as a like a small corporation, it gets a little difficult. But um, but I think having some kind of per- you know protection, especially if you're going with a boat business, is pretty important. Okay, now I'll talk about this protection a little bit. What what are you talking about? Um, well, I I, I kind of know what you're talking about, but let's tell everybody else what you're talking. Uh, about. Sure, yeah. I mean, I'm just speaking to basic liability. If somebody right. slips and falls, and then they want uh, they they like your boat <laughs> and they want your boat, <laughs> there's a, there's a good chance they could they could take it if you're uh, if you if you don't have at least some barrier of protection, uh, you know, for for a lawsuit or something like that. Uh, you know, I mean, I do I do carry insurance additionally, but. Uh, the the more the more hoops that someone has to go through to to sue me is uh, is better. Right. So I mean, and w- what you're basically talking about, I believe, is kind of separating, um, you know, the business stuff and and the personal stuff. Like, do you still? Well, you know, it's very difficult for somebody to come and get your personal assets and sue you if you have things other things under a business uh you know license and set up that way is that correct yeah that's right gotcha okay um so talk to us a little bit bit about your sailing adventures and what do you what do you do where do you take people sure yeah well um like I said, the boat is uh, the boat is in Cape Cod in the summer um, in in Providence Sound, so I can go all you know all around New England. But I'm I'm primarily doing um, 
day day sales, afternoon sunset type of sales. Uh, people uh, visit Provincetown and want um, a little a little something else interesting or special to do. So uh, we you know I'll take them out for up to six passengers and uh, have a nice afternoon. Um, if they want to do uh, a weekend or a week, we can also, you know, go around New England to Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket. And, uh, you know, so there's some really cool places to sail with the boat uh, up in New England. Um, and then in the winter, I do, uh, based in Fort Lauderdale, uh, I go, Fort Lauderdale is a, they call it the uh, America's Venice. It's got all the canals and all that kind of stuff. And there's lots of uh, really cool homes and stuff to see. So, and the boat is about 45 minutes to an hour to get out of the canals. So part of the tour is going through the canals and opening up a couple of drawbridges and looking at the homes and that kind of thing. And then we sail for a couple hours and come back. And, um, you know, that's, that's the primary thing that I do there is just the like four, four to six hour sail, uh, things. Um, but, but it's also, uh, you know, we can do, we can do longer, longer things down to the keys in Miami and all that kind of stuff. But, um, New England has a lot more hoppable destinations, um, with, with the boat. So yeah. That's awesome. Now tell me, how do you, um, I, I guess, how do you market to these people? Um, a, a, a variety of ways. I, I do, I do use Facebook, for, uh, for advertising to get, uh, to get links, um, in, into my site. It's uh, word of mouth. It's, Going to local inns and restaurants and making making connections and uh, you know kind of always being and, and this is sort of both this speaks to both businesses. Um, I always have both business cards on me, um, you know. And sadly, or not sadly, but just it is what it is. Like I, you know, I'm kind of have to be in sell mode all the time right. um, to just kind of let people know what I do, so that if it comes up that they want to do that or it fits within them, they, they think of me to, to do that. So I always, I always have both business cards on me. I, um, I go to networking events. Um, there's, uh, there's a chamber of commerce in both cities. I mean, pretty much any city you decide to plan yourself will and have, will have a board of tourism, chamber of commerce type of thing, um, that you can go to, um, to connect with. And so I, I go to those. It's, it's just putting, you know, getting your face out there. Um, especially for the, um, the sailing, you know, people want to, and it's very much about me and be, you know, spending cause you want to be comfortable with the captain that you're, that you're sailing with. Um, and so I have to put my face around to see, you know, uh, so people see who I am and, and know that I'm, you know, kind of friendly and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> right. Uh, um, and let's see what else. Uh, oh, I also go on, um, uh, Airbnb. I use Airbnb for, uh, I, I take overnight guests and, sure. uh, and so sometimes I, I kind of list that I do sales additionally and I'll usually tell them, well, if you might also be interested in this, so I kind of upsell a little bit and then I sometimes lead them over to the website and then sometimes we even end up off of Airbnb and just doing, and they just do a sale or something like that. So, um, so yeah, there's it's kind of any anything that makes sense for whatever situation I'm doing, I try and uh, try and make it work. <laughs> uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, my buddy was actually telling me that I should just kind of move down to Florida, get on a boat, and set up Airbnb for the boat. Is basically and it, and it sounds kind of like what what you're doing, sort of. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> and, and so is most of it done online? Like, you know, I also kind of picture like a, a, like you having a little sign or like flyers at the marinas or docks or something like that where like people see, oh, yeah, all right. I wouldn't mind taking a uh, taking an, a sunset sail sometime while we're down here this week. We should totally call that guy up. Um, does it work that way or is it more people are getting in touch with you, sending you an email through the website or, um, Facebook or something like that? It's, you know, the, the, the for both, both businesses, um, it, it has a lot to do on, on the whole, it has a lot to do with, um, having rapport and either, like a friend tells them, a friend that knows me tells them that, you know, they've been sailing with me or whatever, or, um, like a local business or something like that, that I've, that I've taken sailing or that they, you know, that they know me, um, that they can refer me like an inn, I'm, you know, connected to some of the inns and, and, and that, that's where the bulk of the business is coming of, of people that have had some kind of interaction with me prior. And the other, the other stuff is, um, necessary but uh for redundancy in the way that you know you're not going to start drinking a coke because you see a coke ad you're not going to just do that but the fact that it's all around it kind of it's sort of you know brand presence and that kind of thing right um so keeping you know keeping that up um but it but it, it really comes through ultimately through referrals or i've met them at a at an event or at an inn or at a, you know whatever um a lot of a lot of them come through that way, and then I mean occasional occasional random things, and then it works. Um, but nice, nice. And so you do this for for both for both your moment sailing adventures and for uh, your you know art and design business. Basically, um, it I do. Like, it like yeah, that. yeah. So I mean, when you like, did you just go into this inn and say? Hey, I'm Chris, and do you want to go sailing and take them sailing, and then uh, give them your card and say, "Hey, if you know people that want to do this while they're staying here." Yeah, I mean, I, I I feel you know, I mean, I feel I feel it out and and see what if if it sounds like it's something that interests them because you, however in whatever light that it might interest them, I kind of just say what I do and I have and I bring cards and say that um, you know that this is me, this is what I do here. I'm. Uh, and then promise I'm super seasonal. So I'm like, well, I'm back this summer and maybe there'll be someone new working there or whatever. And I kind of re-explain or, um, and then, and then say, yeah, you know, come out for, you know, come out for a cocktail on the boat so I can show you. So you know what, so you know what it is or something like that. Um, and they're, they're usually pretty excited about it. Um, and it ha- it happens that way. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, but, and you're on a mooring most of the time, right? Yeah, in Provincetown I'm on a mooring, and then in, in Fort Lauderdale I'm on I'm on a dock. Oh, okay, all right, cool. Um, well, so in Provincetown you have to go pick up your passengers anyway, right? Um, there's a launch that services, so uh, Flyers is what it's called, and they uh, they they come out with a, with a launch to the to the boat. So okay. that's how it works. Yeah. Um. So, but you you have to pay for this service. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you pay for the service to bring people out there, basically. Yes. Cool. Cool. And all right, we t- we talked a little bit about the tax man uh, prior to hitting record. All of this because you have these businesses is also like, if it were me, I'd be writing all this stuff off. 
uh, and and I do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So so how it sort of worked. Um, I, I had had the I had had the previous boat business and saw that you know boat boats are very needy and it's it's hard to it's hard to really make a uh, a solid income on them because they just things just keep breaking right, right. <laughs> and uh you know it's like you know putting a house on a saltwater washing machine it just keeps breaking and you have to keep repairing and especially keeping it a boat at a certain standard um but uh i i decided that I mean, I knew I wanted to charter the boat some, and it kind of changed from, and I had done the business before, but this boat, I was going to, my idea was more to do some charters and then keep the, keep the graphic design business on the, on the heavy end. Um, but I've actually ended up doing a lot more promotion, a lot more effort into making moment a legitimate business so that if I'm ever approached, uh, it looks very, it looks, you know, I I don't have, I don't have to really explain myself that, you know, I can show, uh, I can show that there's, there's real, real income and real, a real, um, I'm not just like owning a yacht and trying to write it off for, for taxes, you know? Right. Right. But I was, you know, I was concerned about that and it's hard to, you know, cause it's hard to clear, uh, it's hard to clear a positive on it when, when you keep, or when I keep, buying things for the boat and keep having to do upgrades and changes and, you know, repairs and all that kind of stuff. So, um, especially in the first couple of years, I mean, it was, it, the first year was crazy. Um, I just, you know, just blew through everything I had just getting, just to get the boat to float. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but, uh, so was the business created before the boat was floating? No, I, I, well, I, I created it. So I got the boat in February, 2013 and I started the business in November and I back, I kind of backdated all of those, all of those expenditures as investment to the business. Okay. And I a hundred percent recommend anyone getting an accountant oh, <laughs> for, absolutely. you know, I mean, they're, they're, for the for how much i mean they're not that much money for what they do and then you can usually just call them and ask questions and say is this legit or is this you know and the, and they they are all about not they don't want to get themselves in trouble so they're going to tell you right um they're you know they're going to err on the side of caution and that kind of thing and um you know and usually from the from what i gather you have about 3 years to make a business uh solvent before you start getting uh you knock the, the knocking on the door and um, I'm, you know, I'm. I haven't quite, I haven't quite hit that yet with moment. Um, but this year is this year is much better. And so I mean, I, I think I'm doing much better in 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 doing that. But one reason why I've made it a big push is so that I am making money with this business. You know, gotcha. Um, so I I don't know when it comes into like having a boat and then doing occasional charters. You'll you'll never you'll never break even because of the co- the inherent costs on the boat. Right. Um, and then I, and then I don't know how that looks. You have to, you have to probably only write off a portion of, of what you only a portion of what you actually spend on the boat because you can't, they're they're not going to be pleased with you if you try and write off an entire boat for taking one charter a year, you know? Oh, right, right. Um, but, and with that, I mean, you're also able to write off, um, not just the boat, but I mean, you're able to write off your your Wi-Fi. Let, let's say you're able to write off your yeah uh, anything. Yeah, anything that um, 
especially because I have the like I have the graphic design business. Right. Anything that anything that's um, like tech related or um, communications related, anything that could be applied to the design business, I write it off on that end because that uh, historically has had much better income for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have a lot more to count against. Right. So my computer, I buy a new computer, or I get a hard drive, or I my cell phone bill. Um, my internet, all that stuff, anything that goes to that, I, I go against whatever is the um, the the bigger earner, so that it looks, so that I have, so that moment can look more solvent, you know. Gotcha. <laughs> I see what you're saying. Okay. Um. No, that's cool. Thank thank you for answering all those questions. By the way, yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. No, that's uh, awesome. Um, and you have um. So, uh, you know, what what are you doing most of right now? I mean, is more of your time spent with the um art, you know, graphic design business, the Chris Bartik art and design or is it more time spent um with sailing char- charters on moment? I, I, um it, it, you know, it's it's really a it's really a mix. I mean, it it depend and it also depends on what you want to count as the the boat because I live right, on the boat right. I, like so. I, I live on the boat so anything I do associated with the boat is what <laughs> one might be mowing the lawn I'm doing <laughs> you know I'm I'm doing you know for the boat in to try and make it more you know better or improved or fixed or whatever uh, so it's 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 a lot the boat and but it's also I'm still doing a lot of design I I it, you know it, it's I just kind of fit everything in as I can fit it in um, and and make it work one way or another and sometimes we're both at the same time as i'm sailing from one place to another i'm going to be sitting there on the laptop with uh you know getting a, getting a presentation finished um you know uh so it's it's really it's really half and half and however and however it works i would say uh gotcha um no that's 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 uh pretty awesome so you're getting a presentation finished that does not need wi-fi as you're moving the boat i take it uh well I did this yeah I was working on one on Sunday that uh I I when crossing crossing Cape Cod Bay I went out I went out of Wi-Fi but I didn't need it uh so yeah if I'm going doing like a passage mm-hmm. uh then I'll 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 save the I'll save the work that that doesn't need the Wi-Fi but I mean usually I use the cell when I'm travel in transit and I'm doing work like I'll use the cell phone card to get um. And if I have like a big transfer to do, like if I have a big file that goes to print or something, I'll just wait till I'm I hit Wi-Fi so I don't burn through all of my data, right. <laughs> all of my data plan kind of thing. Um, so I just kind of play the play the projects based on where I'm going and what I'm doing. And um, but but anywhere cruising locally, for the most part, you're gonna get cell coverage, uh, at least to some degree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. That. Um that's that's true. I was thinking that as I was asking the question. Actually, was well, you know, maybe he can actually do some work over the internet yeah. while, while he's on his phone. Yeah, and that's part of been part of my decision to stay in the states um, is just because of uh, the 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 known the known entity of good cell coverage and and not paying out outlandish rates for for all that and still being able to be in motion, um, and then also just network ability and staying you know staying in touch with uh you know the world i guess <laughs> to be a business right right <laughs> um have you ever had any thoughts of you know um sort of setting it up somewhere else 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I'd love to... It, it, you never know. I mean, I, I, I'll see how everything goes, but I, I would love to potentially... To, I mean, I, I'd love to circumnavigate. I would love to do uh, distance kind of stuff. And if, you know, with moment in the picture, if I have enough clientele that I've built up from the chartering business, perhaps that will parlay into them wanting to do offshore legs or, you know, hopping on for, you know, while I'm in the British Virgin Islands or doing or coming on for a month or, you know, doing it, doing it that way to help subsidize a, you know, a longer, longer distance sailing or something like that. I mean, I, I'd love to put the boat in the med, I would, you know, all that kind of stuff. But um, right now for getting, you know, get, getting, letting my expenses settle down and continuing to get the boat set up uh, how, exactly how I want it to, um, I, staying on the East Coast is a, is a really good plan for me. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it, it sounds like a really good plan. And, um, you know, all, all this is interesting because you talk about this stuff and it, it it's kind of like, man, I, you know, it makes me think to I, to myself, uh, why don't I just go ahead and get a boat and live on it for a while and try and do work from the boat myself, you know? Yeah. Uh, of some sort for a little bit. You know, like, I mean, because that's always the plan. That's, you know, sort of is, well, I, I'd want to um, refit the boat, shake the boat down, whatever else, for a year, yeah. a year or so before you take off somewhere else. And... Now, if you took off somewhere, you know, and, and you'd started to do that stuff, do you think you would still do the graphic design while you're out there? Um, it's a, it's up for grabs. I mean, I, I'd love to, uh, maybe at a lim, a limited, in a limited way, or maybe work, maybe for having another partner that can help fill in the gaps while I'm, you know, have, have data things, data issues, like lack of, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, even so, I mean, I did, uh, I did an offshore, I did an offshore passage up here from Lauderdale to here, and I was, uh, you know, off the grid as far as work, you know, being able to do Wi-Fi for eight days, and it's kind of like going on vacation. You during these hops, right? Uh, you tell you tell the clients, hey, I'm unavailable. Um, you, you know, uh, all the I do I do HTML newsletters and blasts and all that kind of stuff, and and uh, anything that needed to blast during the time I was gone, I already pre-set up and scheduled to run. Uh, you know, without me, right. and, um, and all that kind of stuff. And they, you know, with with warning, people are totally fine. And then, you know, in a way, they're kind of happy to to write that week off as well. We don't have to, you know, we, they they get work done ahead of time, and it's all set. Right. Uh, just like going, you know, like going on vacation. Yeah. Um, and before you, it makes it makes leaving for <laughs> it makes leaving for a trip a little bit more stressful because uh, not only am I preparing the boat, but I'm getting all these last minute. Uh, oh, last minute requests because they know I'm leaving. They're like, "Oh, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you change that? You know, and all that." And so that it it becomes a little hectic, but uh, you know, I get it done. <laughs> right, right. You know, and that's I, I I swear I wrote an article about something like that before too, and and that's you know it's the fact that okay, so tell people beforehand that you know you're you're going to be gone. Schedule it. Schedule stuff to go out while you're gone, and when you get back. You know, you may have more stories to tell or more things to do and things like that, but you might also have internet in order to do those things and get those things done uh, if you're able to telecommute for your job, basically. So. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, managing expectations of your clients is just really huge. Just letting letting them know as as soon as you know that you're going somewhere, and then then you can both plan for it, and it you know, and it, and it works. 
Right. Now, and you have some pretty pretty big clients that you've worked with in your graphic design uh, business over there as well, you know. I mean, so you said, yeah. you said you started working with Target. Um, yep. Yep. Now, were you actually is that with your business or was that um, you were like Target employed you as a Target employee? I was an employee at, at the time. So I was I was with them for 2 years uh, when I were, was living in New York City. Um, and so I was an employee working in a in a marketing department there. Gotcha. And I'm looking at your clients list over here on your chrisbartic.com yep. page. Now, yeah, I'm assuming some of these are your clients that you have with your design firm that you have now as well. Yeah, some are or some are like via via other firms or via the right. via the previous design firm I worked for. Um, you know, in the chain of of projects, especially on big projects, you'll get uh, like a large firm will land the client, and then they'll they'll outsource to freelance designers for um, just to do various graphic elements or parts of a job. So it's it's a variety of ways that I have those, but some are direct, some are uh, indirect. Gotcha. Um, yep. Well, that's pretty cool. How do you get them? Well, okay. I mean, like you you don't go on. I mean, do you ever go on? Um... I'm trying to think of the website. Elans or Ocast? No, yes, no, yes, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't because honestly, like they're too they're too competitive, mm-hmm. and people and people uh, really undersell. Uh, I, I think overall they undersell the graphic designers uh, or, or you know any of the any of the workers a lot of times, mm-hmm. uh, and it's really it's really it's pretty tough. Um, I mean, you can do it and you could land jobs, but I think a lot of time would be wasted. Uh, but I, I go through. Um, I've used a couple different creative staffing agencies. Um, they don't they don't necessarily pay what I want them to, but um, uh, at least you know it's work coming in the door when I need it to. And um, I also took uh, when I was in Florida, I took two months and I had a car down there as well. And uh, I took two months and did a did a on site freelance gig. Um, so it was like the Monday through Friday, nine to five. And, um, you know, and I sunk my teeth in and, and went for it. <laughs> right. Um, and it helped, it helped, you know, financially a lot. And, uh, and it also is, you know, it keeps, it keeps everything in perspective and, uh, you know, reminds, reminds me of what I, what I love and paid about, uh, corporate life and, you know, <laughs> you know, cause it's, you know, it's nice and easy to sit there in a, uh, climate controlled cubicle and you can just focus. Uh, it's so easy to focus on, on work and all that kind of stuff. Um, when the, you know, when the water pump isn't running on or the something isn't dripping or the, you know, (laughs) whatever, but, uh, but yeah, no. So I, I, from, from anywhere. And then, you know, like I said, uh, I I do networking events. I, I still maintain, uh, clients from when I worked at the freelance design or sorry, at the design firm that I was when I was in New York. Uh, so I kind of, as they broke apart, I had it, I took a client. Through, through there so gotcha yeah. now give me an example of one of these networking event, events um well they're like um let's say the in fort lauderdale they have a chamber of commerce and they'll have um they'll have like various um mixers and happy hours and things like that and you know you show up and you uh you you join whatever the local thing is and they're you know meetup.com also does this type of thing right um and 
they you you show up and you put a name tag on and you and then you just go around and be more outgoing than you normally would be and you <laughs> you start talking to people and you talk about what you do and you see how how someone that you meet can help you or how they uh you can help them or uh maybe you can help a friend or vice versa and you just you just kind of you just sink your teeth in and you make you you swap business cards and uh and you and then you follow up and you, and you see how it goes and you just you just never know you know yeah. Um, and I, I've certainly gotten uh, business on both fronts with doing that kind of thing. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say. Uh, I mean, you know, I I know about Meetup a little bit. So you have you used that to find a marketing event for um, for Moment Sailing Adventures as well? Yeah, I mean, I I literally now I I market both to the same like like I introduce myself as doing both mm-hmm. um, right. because it it just. Uh, I mean, it paints a better picture of me and kind of how I work and that, you know, um, and so, yeah, either any event or any, anything I do, it's, it's, it's targeted at, I, I, I go in both directions, but, um, but yeah, and they do like, um, they're called like leads groups where you, they'll have like a breakfast kind of thing and you meet, you know, one, once a month or once a week and you're the, the target is to get, to help each other and lift each other up and all that kind of stuff. And they're, they're pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, well, that, that that does sound pretty cool. So, what are your plans at the moment? You you have anything uh, booked right now for moment sailing? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the summer the summer is filling up. Uh, the The Fourth of July week is crazy up here. Uh, it's and this is very different from last year. Um, last year, I I uh, sailed the boat up from spending the whole winter working on it. Uh, May 1st to New York and I thought I was going to be based in New York more where it was it it just wasn't the right thing it was too turbulent for the boat and all that kind of stuff and so I decided to bring it up here Um, and it was just I mean I had charters but not uh, not the volume it just kind of it kind of takes it takes time and it takes going back to the same place Um, and that's one thing to that one one big point to speak of is that to establish the sailing business or even the design, like redundancy and like where you go, like sailing, sailing back to the same place, I think is, is, is definitely valuable because it's, you're then joining a certain community, even if it's a season on a seasonal basis. Um, so picking a North South spot, um, it seems like it's working out pretty well for that. And I think I should continue to do it at least for, a couple of years to, um, you know, to let the business grow, both businesses even, um, grow, but even more. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I have, um, I have a lot, a lot of people like to do those, uh, four hour sales or two and a half hour sunset sales, um, you know, with a, with a group of friends and, uh, you know, some people like to stay on the boat overnight and I have a, a weekend sale. And another interesting thing that I've done is, um, I've had people that are interested in, um, interested in this lifestyle, interested in, uh, buying a cruising boat. I've had people specifically interested in the Stevens 47 that want to see the Stevens 47 sail. And so they've chartered the boat with me and then heard about all of my, (laughs) everything I went through with it. Um, and kind of as a, you know, helping them and, you know, what things to look for and what to expect and all that. And that's kind of, um, part of my, I guess my value add when I take them out. Um, and, so that's been that's been good, and 
um, maybe maybe deterred some people and maybe uh, helped helped others along uh, to know to know what exactly exactly what they want. You know, right? Uh, <laughs> um, if you want to sit in a boatyard for a year, you should buy a boat that's, <laughs> that needs a lot of work. <laughs> right, right. If you don't, you should yeah. pay a whole lot more yeah. money and, yes. uh, and, and, yeah. get, and get one that's ready to go, but uh, realize you'll be paying probably a whole lot more money uh, yeah. right, right off the bat anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, uh, well, well, that that's awesome. I haven't asked you anything about your prices because you have them all over at momentsailing.com. I'm sure sitting, do. I'm sitting here looking at it, and uh, people can head on over there. And um, so, are these prices though for everybody that gets on the boat? Like, you have a two and a half hour sail, and it's five hundred dollars, basically four hundred and ninety nine dollars. Um, yeah, that's right. Correct. And is that for six people on the boat? Yep. Um, so it's just however many people are coming aboard, it's going to cost $500 for a two and a half hour sale. And, yeah, it's my, it's my time and the same, same, uh, the boat and the boats booked for that same amount of time. So I do, I do a solid rate and, uh, they can have as many people as up, up to six as they want. And for the day, the day stuff, I give them, um, soft drinks and, uh, just some snacks like, you know, hummus and cheese, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the two day or or more, I'll do like breakfast and lunches, okay. and then they and then people can go out to dinner or or you know plan a plan a dinner kind of thing. Otherwise, so cool. So you so take, you up, take up, up provisioning the boat, kind of. Other than uh, do you now if it's longer? Have you done longer ones yet? Um, yeah, yeah, I've done. Um, uh, I, I've done. A, I've done a few like of the, of the two day, the two day sales and that kind of thing. And I find it's better. I find it's better for me to provision the boat for the bulk of the, like the breakfast lunch kind of stuff. Right. Just so that I'm a little more in control and can say, okay, breakfast is out now and okay, here's lunch. And, um, I mean, it gets a little bit hectic because I'm also sailing the boat myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but uh, I've I've learned to be a bit of a multitasker. <laughs> right. well, that's what I was about to say. So you are you acting as like chef in those days as well as uh, as well as captain? Oh yeah, I, I I wear a lot of hats these days, uh, and you know, not that I, I mean the the chef thing is just uh, it's uh, I do you know as basic as I can, yeah. but, but but nice you know right. and. Um, but you know, I'll put out I'll put out a spread and I'll do that kind of thing and uh, get it you know get it all ready and um, you know so it's it's a lot of it's a lot of work um, right. especially for one person and so like um, I forget what I was calculating but like a, a four hour charter in Lauderdale for me is like a like a twelve hour day or something like oh, that sure um, you know because of all the all the prep work for the boat the food the i always i always try to do fl- fresh flowers in the cockpit cuz it's a nice touch and um you know all, all, all that kind of stuff right. um and uh and then and then on charter i'm um you know i sometimes i'm topping off wine if they've brought wine and uh i'm you know trimming the mainsail and tacking the boat and all that kind of stuff so right. uh, i kind of i kind of run around but uh it keeps me going <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. Um, no, that 
That sounds really fantastic. You know, and I hear about these um, longer, longer sales as well. But, you know, a lot of the times people will. Uh, well, I don't know. It kind of depends on how you have it worked out. You know, if you're if you're trying to charter your boat as a pure charter boat in the British Virgin Islands, come on down and I will take care of you. Yeah, you need to do all that stuff. If yep. you're saying, hey, come along for the adventure, and uh, you know, it might be that everybody chips in. Yeah, and it, it really it really depends on, I mean, I, I've kind of set it up so I'm pretty customizable to what someone would want as long as it fits within my schedule and theirs. Um, you know, and I offer something like on the deliveries, uh, I didn't have any takers on this trip, but, um, you know, for my deliveries, I'm, I'm uh, opening, you know, selling spots, like individual spots so they can come along and do offshore passages. And that takes a way different tone, obviously. Um, right. You know, you're learning safety and uh, watch keeping and all that kind of stuff um, where, you know, a, a week-long island hopping is, is very different. <laughs> right, absolutely. Uh, and, and I guess that's where I was going with that on your deliveries. It's a whole lot different than... And you're trying to learn some of that stuff. Like, if I were to go and get on a delivery, I would expect to want to learn and do and chip in on all of that stuff. Yeah, anyway. it's much more of a it's much more of a learning. And even, like, even on the front of, like, cooking, it's like... Yeah. Because... It, because it's probably someone like like in the audience is like getting they're thinking about this idea of getting the boat and doing that that um you know what do i have what does it take and what does it take to cook while you're underway what does it take to go to the bathroom what does it take to sleep like and and then what 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 what's all everything included that we're gonna have to go through every time we move the boat from somewhere to another place and let's do it with someone that's done it a lot and uh you know and on and on a boat and 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 another boat that we haven't bought yet so we can see what we like about this boat and what we don't like about this boat so when we are looking for our boat uh we we know uh you know we know what we're shopping for yeah yeah no that that sounds uh that's exactly right and so um now do you do deliveries on other boats as well i do i do um not a lot, a lot because I'm wrapped up with everything else, but I right. did do, um, um, I have done some and I did one and I took the whole month of December and left moment, um, inner slip and I sailed to San or sorry, flew to San Francisco mm-hmm. and sailed from San Francisco to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. So, cool. um, yeah, so that was an awesome trip. Um, we took, we took about, I took about a month with, weather windows and all that kind of stuff but uh but very cool and uh delivered a choily 42 down there nice. uh, so yeah yeah now, were you with the owners at the time uh part-time so mm-hmm. it was when it was when he could make it on he came on but um I, I i took it the rest of the time so gotcha yeah and you were saying that sometimes you're with your deliveries you're able to have crew do they pay crew does that crew pay you that's kind of oh for oh so for my when i deliver my boat okay uh, gotcha all right yeah yeah so when i'm control when it's someone else's boat then i'm just uh i'm just there on as right they're they're paying me and however they want to manage the boat uh but um yeah but no for the for this boat they they can come on and they pay like a a, you know a per person fee that's for the covers their food and and the trip and whatever you know right um yeah, I, yeah, no. Sorry, you said you know, something about on your last delivery you didn't have anybody, but I, I wasn't sure if you were talking about the delivery of a, another boat or 
delivering moment or or what you were talking about about oh yeah i just meant i had no i had no paying passengers on the last delivery i had two you know i had two crew members that that helped me sail it up but um but i didn't i didn't set it up as it wasn't a uh it wasn't a paying passenger trip right gotcha gotcha um well, that's cool. So you will be around Provincetown for a little while longer until September, correct? Yeah, yeah. And then do you, uh, you know, you have a set plan for October? You're just heading straight to Fort Lauderdale. Uh, I'm working on the itinerary right now. I think I'm gonna hop it. I'm gonna hop down in about three legs, and uh, I'm deciding where I want to. Um, I've got to haul the boat to do uh, to paint the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, somewhere, uh, possibly in, possibly in Virginia, or I may just take it, I might just take it down there and do it down there. So, um, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm forming up plans to, to get it back down there and hope, hope to be there and, uh, operational probably around the first of November. Um, gotcha. so that's, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds awesome. Now, uh, I'm looking at your map here on your webpage as well, and it looks like now, is one of these? Uh, did you do a full? You just did you go straight from Miami up to Provincetown this last time? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was the last trip, and um, it was it was a straight shot. Uh, so it was about seven and a half days. Nice. Uh, rode, rode the Gulf Stream, and it was a it was a beautiful sail. We were you know there was a day we were holding ten knots. Um, <laughs> You know, just just that real nice current from the Gulf Stream, and uh, yeah, it was it, it was a great trip. Um, and uh, but going down, you're you know you're kind of bucking you're bucking the current a bit. So it's right. I I kind of I'll go in and hug the shore and 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 that kind of thing. Um, plus, it's cold. It's a colder trip going south in the fall than it than this one is. Yeah, um, heading north. So breaking it up is better. Gotcha. 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 Yeah. Um, Uh, all right so i usually ask people about budgets and things um do you like uh keep a budget for sailing you're you're not exactly i mean you're you're working while cruising so it's a little i I don't know i kind of picture you as well tell me how you do that i guess is (laughs) uh well it's been interesting i guess i mean when i got the boat uh I thought I had a reasonable chunk of money. I mean, I, I kind of took a lean on the boat to make sure I had, uh, you know, I had a sufficient, uh, egg in case something happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically the engine installation itself, uh, took the majority of that. Uh, and so I kind of, once the boat was floating and on my way to New York, I was pretty well, uh, pretty well spent <laughs> and uh and and it was kind of a thing it, like a not super calculated it was like i need to, i need to keep putting in whatever i have to put in so the boat is presentable enough to charter and uh so that i can make money on the boat in addition instead of paying on the boat it, you know at least being you know positive with it right uh, and and it's kind of been more not it hasn't been as specific as a, this is how much i spend this day this is how much i spend that day it's uh it's it's kind of fixing upgrading and fixing and do what i need to do to make it make it a better boat um you know a better setup uh you know catering to the these two areas that i've been at uh and um just just not going under in in the meantime (laughs) (laughs) uh 
Um, so I don't, I don't really have, cause I'm not doing that. Like I'm going to leave with this much money and I'm going to budget for, for whatever. Uh, it's sort of, I kind of, I'm kind of paying as I go. And, uh, I'm, I'm just every, every choice I make, I, you know, it's just that kind of, you try and ration out, uh, is this worth it? Is this going to pay itself back? You know, I mean, I installed wind, uh, wind generator and hooked up a solar panel for the, uh, while I was in Florida so that this summer I would be using less diesel to charge the, you know, to charge the boat and that kind of thing. And, um, so I'm investing in it in hopes of a little more payback, um, and just being a better boat, you know? Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I kind of picture that as, um, Almost like anybody else not living on a boat, sorta. I, there's obviously these crazy things that you have to that you can come up with, like putting the wind generator on. But it's also like budgeting for a business. You're you're budgeting for your boat is your home. Your boat is your business. Your boat is your. But at the same time, you're you're making money. So it's like you said. It's not as if you here's the chunk of money that I have and I need to only spend $2,000 a month or something like that in order to stay out here for two or three years. You you are not doing that. You are running your business from and with your boat. And, um, you know, you you have to make sure that it's profitable eventually somehow. So, yeah. And it's just kind of creating, it's tweaking, tweaking the lifestyle and, and everything I do to make it continue to be sustainable. Right. Uh, and, uh, and it's, uh, it's an age thing too. I mean, I, I think a lot more people are doing it this way, uh, without having these big budgets of trying to, you know, trying to pay for it all. I mean, this boat moment uh, under another name circumnavigated prior to me. And it was someone that, you know, they were a lawyer and they, uh, they had made, they had made good money and then they decided to just take four years, buy the boat, circumnavigate with wife and kids, um, and then come back and sell it. I mean, I never had the money to just buy this boat in the shape that he probably bought it in and do that for four, <laughs> for four years, right. <laughs> uh, without working. Uh, so it's, I mean, the, the, and the type of jobs people have, I mean, everything's a little more scrappy now, I feel like in terms of how people make money and what you got to do. And, um, but, and then there also wasn't the connectivity options that back then as well, even in the, you know, late nineties. So, um, you know, it's better and it's better and worse. And you just have to kind of keep, uh, keep tweaking, keep tweaking to make it, make it work. <laughs> right, right. No, no, exactly. I, I was going to bring up the connectivity issues of, uh, several years ago as well. It's getting easier and easier while you're out there to, yeah. to connect and, you know, and to telecommute for work. Uh, yeah. And it, yeah. And it was something even like when I was in college, I mean, this was something I, this was something I heavily considered when I was in college, but I mean, when I was in college, I didn't even own a laptop. Like I had the desktop in my dorm room. Uh, I, I was, <laughs> I, I, we're showing our age here, but I, I, but I, I was the same way. Don't worry. I was really yeah. happy that I had a, a, this might sound nerdy, but I went to Georgia tech or whatever, but I was really happy that I had this, this two gigabyte hard drive was like, <laughs> The, the biggest like hard yeah. drive that you could find and you had this desktop and this new computer and all this stuff and nowadays it's just you've blown all that away so yeah yeah and, and i mean i was dreaming i was like i mean laptops existed but i was like why can't these and but they didn't have very the macs weren't as good because i'm all apple because i'm doing graphic design stuff and like 
the apples on the laptop weren't as good. And I was like, why can't I, why can't I have this and take it to class? I would be so much better. And I'm just thinking and just seeing how as the internet was evolving with Wi-Fi, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I bet in ten years it's going to be so much better, and the, and then I'll be able to be you know sitting on a boat somewhere and doing doing this stuff, and uh, you know, just like magic. It, right. you know. <laughs> Look at you now, Chris. Yeah. Look at you now. Yeah, yeah. Just snap, just snap your, just snap your fingers, and it all happens. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no big deal. No big yeah, deal. no big deal. <laughs> no work, no work involved. No, 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 none whatsoever. Um. Well, cool, Chris. We have been on the phone for a while, um, and uh, I want to say thank you again. Um, do you have any tips out there for people that are looking to uh, get out there and uh, release the dock lines and uh, head out sailing? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, getting a boat, getting on, getting on other people's boats, like, see what see what you like, see what you don't like. I mean, I, I think I would sail with other people so charter moment or charter some other boat see what uh see if it's even for you before you go and buy one because it's a lot of hassle to even go the process of buying a boat like all the all the details and the insurance and all that kind of stuff um you know get 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 your feet wet and um and then as far as business even on the the glimmer of thinking about even if you don't want to do a sailing lifestyle if you want just a remote lifestyle like start gearing your mind in a way that like, how can I take what I'm good at and turn it into something that I can do from somewhere else that's not the office that I'm sitting in right now? And just kind of start working down that road. And I mean, it's been a whatever, 10 to 15 year road for me to get to where I'm at now. And it's still ever evolving and still lots of headaches along the way. But I think um, just you got to just get the get the ball in motion and get and and get your feet wet and just see what works see what doesn't work and um it doesn't mean you need to just totally cast off and you know never be connected again cuz i don't think that our day and age and our economy and all that dictates that for a whole lot of people mm-hmm. and i i think finding ways to stay connected even if you're i mean the, even if you're us based or you're whatever country you're in based and you stay around there there's a lot of cruising to be done all throughout the United States, and um, you can, and then you can easily hop a flight or to do work, or you can, um, you know, leave a boat in a safe harbor if you need to uh, pick up a contract job. Or, um, you know, I don't think I don't think it all happens at once um, for for most people. Definitely not myself. And it's been it's been a long road, but always do everything thinking forward and you know. Uh, what you know, thinking how it might affect you later and hopefully in the same all it all ends up in the same same direction <laughs> yeah yeah no that's great thank you very much i appreciate it um yeah and um anything that i missed uh i again we can find you over at um chris bartik that's uh yeah, b a r t i c k, chrisbartik dot com, and we can find you over at momentsailing dot com. Uh, anywhere else that people should get in touch with you? You on Facebook? Got your sure. Facebook. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. I'm pretty heavy on Instagram with Moment Sailing, and then that repeats to Facebook. So I post pretty much daily on uh, Moment Sailing uh, on Instagram. So those are always fun people love the sunset pictures yeah, of, course they do. of course they do yeah 
so I guess the only other uh, sort of uh, interesting little mini story, if you have a second, yeah. uh, is um, so on, on well, both websites I make reference to um, painting because painting is kind of how I got into right. uh, painting is how I got into like the graphic design, and I sort of chose graphic design basically because I was a like I was an artist and. Um, painting wasn't very, I was told it was not a very lucrative business to go into. Uh, so I chose the graphic design path, which in hindsight was a good, a good plan. But, um, so I did painting and I, you know, I majored in art in high in uh, college and all that. But, um, when I was in New York, I started, I thought of this painting series, uh, and I named it moment of sailing. And what I do is I have a, a pendulum that, uh, I drip paint onto a flat canvas. I, I plastic off an area of the boat. I call it dextering the boat. If you're a Dexter fan (laughs) 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 to protect all the, uh, the valuable interior. Uh, and, um, and I, I drip different colors of paint for, uh, different areas. And while I'm sailing, I will, um, I will splay, um, paint onto a canvas and create these compositions. And then once the, once the painting dries, uh, or when it stops, I note the latitude and longitude. And then when it dries, I sign each painting with the Latin long of where it actually completed. So it's all about like space, time and circumstance and the, and you know, that specific moment and how the waves affected it and you know, all, all that kind of stuff. And, um, that's actually where I got the name, why, why I decided to name the boat moment um, is after this painting series. And, uh, and I thought by, I thought by having another cabin or something like that, cause it's a three cabin boat by having another cabin, I could set up my little painting booth in, in one of the cabins or something like that. So it would be, you know, more space to do that. Uh, but, um, you know, so do you have that in one of the cabins? Uh, I ended up doing it in the forward head. It actually works better, which was a smart, a smart, a smart <laughs> move because one, you know, one one foul maneuver of the, the, the uh, forward of, head is easier to Dexter, huh? Uh, yeah, and and once it's on, and, and and if and if I'm not as good as as Dexter and I make a mistake like I have, I get I got blue paint all over the head, so at least I can shower it all, you know, like wash it all down or right. <laughs> whatever. So there's still remnants from one. And, uh, there's little blue and blues like blue in the crevices or something from this one painting I did that <laughs> that went wrong. Right, <laughs> but. Uh, but yeah, so I did. I did that, and I'll do. You know, I mean, I do these periodically on a on a on a sale, and I've. And you can see on my art site yeah. on the painting thing, like where where I've done them on the East Coast and in the British Virgin Islands. So I did. I even on a. I flew canvas out to the British Virgin Islands and did it on a charter. So throughout the throughout, I had a one of those forward little forward cutty, you know, the crew cabins that are not very comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I dextered out that on the front of a Genoa fifty three or whatever and uh and did did paintings down there so uh so that's how i did that and then that's how i got that's how moment started and then i having sort of been carrying this theme of of uh of moment throughout um and that's kind of the 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 unity and the and the poetry of the whole the whole thing for me <laughs> right no I'm, I'm looking at it right now and that is uh pretty awesome um the, the paintings are really pretty cool and, and beautiful and um i mean can people buy these paintings do you yeah yeah i do the what there's current ones basically they would have to request uh you know the ones that are on the site they would have to request to see if they're available um and the, the you know they're based on the size and all that kind of thing um or if they want a unique you know if they want one unique to their sailing experience i can set it up and 
we could do a painting like while we're sailing. Oh, gotcha. That's really so that's pretty awesome. A souvenir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, you know, you have you have exhibitions on here and things like that. Are they they're okay? So those are ex- exhibitions of your paintings that you've done in the past. Yeah, like. yeah. Nice. Um, yeah. So I mean. Yeah, I've done them in uh, in New York and in Provincetown and that kind of thing. So I I haven't done uh, too much in in the last year. I've focused more on just the graphics and the you know the chartering and keeping the boat floating and all that. Um, right. But yeah, there's still you know I will still uh, still do them for on request for sure. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that is, that is pretty cool. Uh, I I like it. Um, well, again, uh, thank you very much, Chris. I I really appreciate it. This is a lot of uh, fun, cool information that you've uh, been able to uh, give us about how the heck you get out there, and and I commend you for actually doing it. You know? <laughs> As you. in, not only not only did you um, purchase your boat, but you purchased your boat and said, "Well, I'm going to live on it and I'm going to work from my boat," you know, and yeah. whether whether that be you know, with the moments of sailing um, charter or actually working with your um, graphic design uh, business, uh, you know, I I just think that's fantastic because some people, you know, as you were given your tips and things like that, they'll go and buy a boat and they'll want to do all that and then work will get in the way and the boat won't, you know. But with connectivity these days, you know, I, I... try it folks go ahead get, yeah get on yeah your, get on your boat you know and keep work keep working so you can pay for it right yeah <laughs> that's exactly. the thing you know because exactly. they keep they keep they, they're needy <laughs> yeah, yeah they yeah. are yeah i i don't think you have you you don't have to just cut the lines and and, and run away i mean i think if you oh, can yeah. you know re- relocate and just getting uh getting settled on a boat if you do get a boat and live on it like it takes a really long time and much longer than i ever imagined to get it Whereas, I mean, I'm still, my list, as anyone will tell you, is, you know, forever long and, and it keeps growing and, but, you know, but it does keep getting better. It's much better than, you know, when I started and I've, you know, um, and if you start, if you start working on that list, uh, then it may be sooner, (laughs) sooner is better than later, uh, you know, and then you can, when you are ready to pull or, or ready to, if you can move to a thing where you could fly in. You could fly in for a couple months at a time and leave a sail a boat somewhere and then go back and forth. I mean, I thought about that too with design contract work, where you know I sail a boat and then leave it, and then if I get a gig, then you know go there and and do it. Because there's a lot of design jobs that you that they want you on site within a company. Like I work the, the like the one I worked in when I was in Florida for two months. Uh, and there's no there's no negotiating. It's do you want this job or not? It's on site and. Um, you know, and I had to make a decision whether to stay, continue working there, or to sail north, where I had started this whole thing. And uh, in the spirit of <laughs> picking up the lines and staying mobile, I, I went back north. You know, instead of drawing drawing roots. Uh, so, which I'm I'm very happy about at this point. So, but I'll be back. Yeah, yeah, good for you. Well, I, and and that's just it too. I and I've learned just from talking to so many people about the. The different ways that it can be done and it's not necessarily all about it doesn't have to be all about all right hey um 
we're going and we're going for four years because that's how much we have time you know we have money for or whatever yeah it, it can be so many it, it can be that if that's what you, you know if that's what you want to do and everything and and that would be awesome don't get me wrong um, for sure and and i've always thought anyway that even if i were to take off and go somewhere that um i would probably be working from the boat whether that would be on a you know i i was a consultant type thing on it you know working during the week and coming back to the boat on the weekends or um living on the boat you know full two years a year six months you know i don't whatever uh yeah refitting you know getting um shaking down stuff like that before i you know went somewhere yeah and and i think like whatever you're good at or whatever you're trained at never let those things slip like like i'm i want to always keep current with graphic design trends and and all that kind of thing because that's been that got me here you know i mean that's what paid that's what really paid for everything and uh to go off and leave for two years and let you know and then be seemingly behind the trends or whatever i don't want to do that i want to you know i want to keep a career through you know throughout this whole thing um and i think you know in some frame or another i think that's the that's that's what people should do and um <clears throat> having multiple careers is uh is is a good way too, or, or multiple sources of of revenue is you know uh very helpful because as one as one uh goes away the other may fill in right no it, it, and that's exactly right and even if it's doing like in your case you know keeping current by doing some graphic design but maybe not doing as much depending on where you are or you know what you're doing with sailing at the time but always keep doing some of it and a little of it in order to like you said keep current and keep up with the times so yeah well it's been a lot of fun chris yeah absolutely (laughs) great chatting (laughs) yeah 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 it uh it has um and so again thank you so much for your time um we have been on the phone for a while now and i know like i said at the beginning of the podcast um it was a little hectic uh (laughs) yeah i'm sure that's not all fully resolved you have to get back to uh back to things <laughs> uh yeah sort of well, well I've, I've now i've now let people know that uh the house is being sold and um yeah so what happened before i got on with chris i was supposed to get on with him y- yesterday and i came home to a burst pipe in the in the front lawn and and, and the sign and the sign just went up about three days ago so it's your boat uh, it's your boat training <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly so uh, unfortunately i had to apologize uh immensely to to chris and um say uh i don't know i'm trying to shut the water off and call plumbers and whatever else and, <laughs> so, um so again Thank you so much, Chris. Uh, I appreciate your flexibility, and um, and it was a lot of fun. I might be uh, calling you or, uh, calling you up uh, some other time for more advice about some stuff. So please do. I'd love to. You or any anyone else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, My pleasure. Thank you very much, and uh, have an excellent evening. Thanks. You too. I'll take right. care. You can find Chris over at chrisbartik.com. That is his Chris Bartik art art design webpage and his email for that is chris at chrisbartik.com you can also find chris over at momentsailing.com 
And his email for that is chris at moment sailing. Of course, you can also find him on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash moment sailing, Facebook at facebook.com forward slash moment sailing, and on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash moment sailing. Go ahead and get in touch with Chris if you want to go for a sail up in the Provincetown area or down in the Fort Lauderdale area, or if you need some uh, art design, maybe some graphic design work done. Maybe you want a painting. Maybe you want a moment sailing painting his. And if you have any questions about anything, feel free to get in touch with him. If you have any questions for me, of course, feel free to get in touch with me as well. I mentioned the Sail Loot resources page at the top of the episode. You can find that over at sailloot.com forward slash resources. It's basically a list of all of the services that I use. And I also list the blogs of the people that I've talked to and that I read and, and all those other things as well. And I try and constantly keep on top of getting that updated and keeping that updated. There's a lot of good stuff over there. Uh, Some of those links are affiliate links. Of course, I don't put affiliate links out there unless I use those services. So rest assured, I use all those services. Those are the things, those are the services that I would recommend using. Uh, Go ahead on over there and check it out. You know, I even have uh, some West Marine links over there, Distant Shores links over there. You can get some of their videos uh, through the links that I have over there. And, uh, and, you know, setting up your business, setting up your sail, your, your sailing blog, setting up your web page, uh, all sorts of stuff over there for you to take a look at. Even, even stuff that I use for the podcast, uh, the microphones I use and some of the setup that I have over there as well. So uh, go ahead on over there and take a look. Of course, if you have any questions about any of that or you just want to tell me your sailing story, fire me an email over at teddyj at sailloot.com. I try to respond to every email. You know, it's if you listened to the last podcast, uh, podcast episode 25, uh, it's been taking me a little bit of time and things, but I'm getting back into it. Uh, we're, we're getting there. I'm finding more time to do things and get sale loot stuff done, especially now that I've just recently fixed the wireless issue that I had with my computer, so that's always nice. And so... Trust me, Sail Loot is still kicking and still going, and uh, I love you guys for listening and and all of the support once again. Of course, you can find us over at sailloot.com, facebook.com forward slash sailloot, and Twitter at sailloot. You can sign up for the Sailloot email rally, leave a review for the podcast, and subscribe to the podcast in iTunes over at sailloot.com forward slash podcast review. All of the links and resources that are mentioned in this episode can be found on the show notes over at sailloop.com forward slash episode 026. Thank you, thank you, thank you again for listening and for spreading that loot love. I hope that all of you can find a way to find your sail loop to live a life rich in experiences. I hope to meet all of you out on the water, fair winds, and following seas. 